episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by C. Dick Run. For a limited time only, you need to head to SDR and get your hands on some Christmas merch. That's right. For a limited time, there is a bunch of merch. It's got Santa's face on it or Richard's face on it or a combination of the two. I'm not really sure, but from the Instagram post, it looks awesome. While you are there, you need to get all of your Christmas shopping done as well. Buy some new trainers for the person you love. Buy a sweatshirt, buy a vest, some of the cold weather gear. Really, anything you can think of for the runner in your family, you're going to be able to find at SDR. With some of the top brands in the running game, with some of the best items you could possibly need for this time of year, it's the perfect spot to shop. And in addition, you can get your You Betcha ice cream at Cedic Run. It's one of the only spots in town that you can get it. Paul has been rotating out the pints, so you can really find a variety of flavors there. If you had gone a few weeks ago even, and you go now, you're going to notice that there's all sorts of new flavors, and they're all awesome. So make sure you get down to SDR for all of your Christmas shopping needs, located in downtown Grand Forks, where life and running intersect. Hey, if you need another Christmas gift idea, look no further. We've got a few Prairie Track and Field podcast t-shirts and singlets available. That's right. We do not have very many left. If you have a fan of the podcast and your family, you have no idea what to get them. Shoot us a message. We will make sure that we can go through our sizes and see what we have left. Not a ton of inventory, but we want to give you that option too. And hey, help out the podcast a little bit while you're at it. On today's episode, we wrap up the 2022 cross-country season. Now, a few weeks ago, after we had watched the D1 championships, Cam and I got together, we recorded a podcast, but it's taken us a long time to get it out for whatever reason, Um, mostly my reason. I've got a lot of going on, and I appreciate your guys' patience. So if it sounds like it's a little backdated, it is. However, the game that we played, everything in that holds true. So even though we didn't know how... Some of the seasons quite finished up. We do know that our three stars that we chose remain the same regardless. Now, we want you to play along as well. So head to our Instagram page and tell us who your three stars of the 2022 season is. Your first star is the top performer. Your second star is in between. Your third star is your third best performer. Uh, It can be an athlete. It can be a storyline. It can be whatever you want. Tell us in the comments or better yet, head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify write a five-star review and in that review include your three stars so we want to say thank you so much for supporting the podcast your support really means everything we wouldn't do this without you guys so without further ado let's dive into the latest episode of the prairie track and field podcast Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Ram. And today we are breaking down cross-country season. Like, today was not quite the end of it, but I feel like today was kind of the the closing of one chapter, the opening of the indoor track and field chapter. Did you watch NCAAs today? Yeah, I, I mean, I was at work today, but I definitely had it up on my phone uh, while I was at work. Uh Man, that Oklahoma State course, uh, I got to go down there uh, to watch the, the the region. I helped coach the 
NDSU at the at the region meet when they were down there a couple of years ago. Incredible course. Uh, it and it plays so well on TV, man. Uh, I don't. I hope people realize how lucky we are to finally have like a good cross country broadcast uh, for a national meet. Uh, what I was able to watch, you know, while I was working was, was really impressive, and and just makes me makes me love cross country when it's on a on a beautiful course and it's beautifully shot and broadcasted. Uh, and the races were great. The competition was great. I uh, couldn't have asked for much more. Yeah, I have not gone back and watched it. I was also at work, so we have ESPN Plus. So you know, I'm going to go back and see the replay. But it's uh, I did see the results. I already know what's going to happen. But yeah, it sounds like the broadcast was good. It sounds like the races were phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, you you couldn't have asked for uh, you know much better. Uh, I mean, I guess one thing, one complaint that that I saw kind of on Twitter and other places, the tiebreaker rules. Ryan, what do, what do you think? I mean, we kind of touched on it when we did the Summit Cross Country broadcast. Uh, what do you think about the college tiebreaker rules in cross country? Now, remind me, does it come down to fifth runner? Is that how they do it in college? No, no. So, so in high school, it goes, it comes down to the sixth runner. Every the I mean, sixth look, runner, yeah. Everybody knows that. You know, if your top five uh, score the same amount of points as the other team, you know, you just go to your sixth runner because it's the team sport, you know. Um, but in college, they do this head to head, you know, like point system. So if you're one team's first runner and I'm another team's first runner, I got first place, you got second place. I score one point for my team. And then it's head to head with like the first runners versus the first runners, the second runners versus the second runners, third versus third. And whoever has, you know, more head to head uh higher placers like three out of five higher placers they're they're the 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 winners so uh you know it really came down to that today on the men's side for the men's race oklahoma state and nau uh so i i don't think it's a bad it's not a bad way to to break a tie um but it does kind of take away from like the the complete team having like a full uh a full team of like seven, seven runners. Uh, and especially when the outcome of the race uh, is different based on which tiebreaker rules you choose. Uh, that's always kind of a, a, a tough pill to swallow, but uh, you know, the rules are the rules and you know, that's how, that's how you got to decide a champion. You know, you got to, you got to do it one way or the other and somebody's going to be mad that they didn't win. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think you just have to have better publicized rules because here's a guy like me that knows the sport really well. Heck, I was even in a conversation about this, like you said, on the Summit League broadcast, and I'm still questioning how do we decide who wins? Yeah, I I would be really interested to see like when that sort of tiebreaker rule started, who came up with it, because I feel like anybody who ever ran high school cross country uh, is familiar with like the six person is the the tiebreaker, uh, so so I wonder who 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 came up with that decision to to switch the tiebreaker rules. Uh, you know, NAU is obviously very happy about it today, but I think there's a lot of people that are a little upset about it. Yeah, you know, and that's just that'll just be debate for the rest of time, right? Same with overtime in the NFL; like we can never quite agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, tough. 
but, overtime rules and uh and cross country tiebreaker rules. Yeah. So, you know. Well, our plan for today is we don't want to just spit a ton of results at you guys. We have done that before and you know, it's great if you're a numbers person, you can keep track of it all, but we want to have a little bit more fun today. We will just briefly touch on, you know, a couple of meets as we go at, uh, with this segment that we're about to do, because at this point we've wrapped up with division one cross country. We wrapped up with the high school season. Uh, they just ran NXR. So I guess if you're going to NXN or nationals, you get a shot or foot locker, um, or excuse me, is it East Bay? Which one is it now? I have some, no idea what it's called. Some yeah. shoe company is hosting another cross country meet sometime. So unless you're competing in that, um, but yeah, we're really winding down here. So our plan for today is to do a little game. Game, maybe you call it, but yeah, it sounds more fun if you call it a game. Yeah, we so we both grew up in North Dakota in Grand Forks, a hockey hotbed. And Cam, you played hockey until your sophomore, junior year of high school. Yeah, I played it through my junior, so I started tryouts my senior year, but wasn't meant to be. Yeah, and you know, I uh, played until I was in fifth grade, so not yeah. as good on the skates as you, but we are both familiar with the sport, and we're both familiar with the fact that after a hockey game, they have they named three stars. So we are going to pick our own three stars for the entire cross-country season, not just one meet, but for the whole shebang. Um, hold on, my cat's eating poisonous plants. All right, should we try that again? Yeah, you should definitely leave in the part about your cat eating poisonous plants, though. I will. (laughs) (laughs) So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pick three stars for the cross-country season. Cam and I have both brainstormed a list of our top three athletes, storylines, teams. It can really be anything. This is our game. We make the rules. So... Cam, do you want to start us off with your – you start third star. If you're not familiar with hockey, we get it. But you start with your third star and you go up – or is it the other way? Yeah, I I feel like usually you always leave like the best best for last. Which Uh, is the first star, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, okay. So, we'll start third star. Kind of like cross country. We go from, you know, big numbers to little numbers. So, Here we go. Third star. Who is it? Okay. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see what you go with for your third star, Ryan. Uh, my my third star is not going to be a person or a team. It's going to be a cross-country meet. My third star is the border battle. Man, Ooh. what a blast to help put on a cross-country meet, you know, uh, that brought teams from all over the region together. Uh, replacing the void that the Malacca Mega Meet left, and man, it, it I I really feel like it's just gonna springboard and, and become something really really special in the years to come. Uh, the Board Battle is my third star. That's a really good one, dude. You remember how stressful that was leading up to it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a. Uh, I think the stressful part was not really knowing uh, what to expect. Uh, not. You know, because I mean, we—I feel like we got a lot, of, a lot more credit than we deserved for the uh, border battle. Um, so uh, I don't know about you, but showing up when we were walking to to kind of our like booth there on the day of the meet, I was like, 
where are we supposed to go? What are like, what are we supposed to do? Like, are you sure? Like, are people going to be asking us questions about where stuff is? I don't, I don't know what's going <laughs> on, but man, once it got going, you know, uh, cross country meet, there's just like an energy, uh, in a cross country meet, uh, especially of that size that, that you just, you just react with what's going on. And as long as the, the races keep going and people keep cheering, uh, it's a, it's a great day. So yeah and oh man what a great atmosphere everything about that meet was so awesome like every team was super excited to be there we had a lot of great energy from individual runners like great individual performances but dude in the playlist who made that playlist yeah i don't know yeah you know what strangely enough i've been thinking about the border battle playlist for next year already malacca seemed to always not that we have to do stuff exactly like malacca but it's kind of our you know uh the benchmark for comparison Mm -hmm. i feel like they had the same exact playlist every year and i loved it because i was like those are the only times that i ever listened to those songs was when i was at the malacca mega meet so do I make the do I make a new playlist for next year to keep up with the times, or do I keep it the exact same every single year? I guess we'll just have to have to wait and find out. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I, think, I mean, for next year, looking ahead, I'm most excited to see who's gonna uh, win the title of best co-op again. Mm-hmm. We should we should actually make like you know we we handed out the ceremonial uh, can of alphabet soup. Uh, we should make like a trophy. Like like a, a little bit more sturdy, substantial trophy out of alphabet soup or something. <laughs> like that. Yeah. And and officially award it. That that doesn't have to be connected directly to the border battle. That's gonna be just a prairie track and field podcast, you know, award, uh, an additional, you know, recognition. Mm-hmm. Dude, let's do it. Cause we um, had that one and we had the there was another kind of goofy one. We had oh, dogs, because we had yeah. three different schools that had bulldogs is their mascot yeah yep it's all about the all about having fun that's right that's right so yeah border battle that's my that's my third star uh ryan what do you got so i'm gonna choose an individual for this one and somebody that we didn't talk about all season but i don't know how we haven't mentioned them too much yet kaylee peterson do you remember we talked about her being done and like her big swan song last year, the Summit League Championships for South Dakota State. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then she qualified for regionals on the track and didn't quite make it to nationals. But she punked all of us. She goes to the University of Minnesota Duluth and is competing with her sixth year of eligibility thanks to COVID. And today, she took eighth at the D2 region cross-country meet in Joplin, Missouri. So... Yeah, just has been crushing her sixth year. And if you just go through her results on TFERS, so at GRIAC, she took fifth in her race that they did. I think they might have been a maroon team or uh, if it was gold, which one is which. But she took fifth at GRIAC, so that's super impressive to begin with. At uh, the Lewis crossover meet, no idea where that is. She took fourth. Uh, she took sixth at the NSIC championships, took eighth at the region meet today. Like She's just absolutely crushing it. And she's flown under the radar. We thought she was done, and here she is. I, I believe I saw on Strava or something that she got awarded the NSIC Newcomer of the Year Award. She probably did, because the same <laughs> yeah. thing happened when we talked to Hannah Harrison last year. Yeah. She had yeah, transferred for her fifth year from Minnesota. Yeah. 
what an interesting I know because I mean I know the Summit League is so particular about like their newcomer of the year. It has to be a true freshman that that wins the the newcomer of the year in cross country and or track. But you know, other conferences apparently you can be a sixth year senior and you're the you're the newcomer of the year. So <laughs> can you imagine six years? So just think back to your fifth year yeah. while I'm pulling these results up. We had a ton of fun our fifth year. But Maybe. I feel like just from talking to people, there's a huge jump between fifth year and sixth year like could you imagine competing in a sixth year at ndsu yeah i mean i both you and i did did still compete you know a fair amount uh for ragnarok you know what what would have been our sixth year but man yeah it would it would have been crazy because i remember i was still like running i thought like pretty decently at the time but not training nearly the same um yeah, so if I had had a six-year, you know, I mean, this is the classic, like, Uncle Rico sort of, you know, a coach would have put me in, you know, I would have, we would have been state champs, no doubt in my mind sort of thing. But, uh, man, when, you know, COVID was, was terrible and I never want to have to go through that again. But when COVID hit, man, I was like, oh, shoot, shit, I wish I was one year, one year younger so I could have got one more year of eligibility. Uh, but maybe mm-hmm. that's just trying to, to live out the dream. Well, go off, go off, Kaylee Peterson. Man, that's a great third star, Ryan. Thank you, thank you. I thought very, very long about it. No, I'm just kidding. We came up with these pretty quick, but I'm super impressed by what she's doing. On to your second star. Who do you got? All right, uh, my second star uh, is uh, just a, a shout out to to those that can bounce back from adversity. Uh, my second stars, I, I'm kind of grouping two into one here, Ryan. I hope it's not stealing one of your picks. Jalen Ogle and Brady Corsmo, uh, both, you know, came off disappointing conference, uh, conference races, uh, but bounced back to, to win their first state cross country titles this fall, uh, both in, in fairly impressive fashion, Jalen running away uh, from the field, from the front, uh, and Brady fending off some some of the stiffest competition uh, we've seen on the Class A boys' side uh, in recent years. So um, to be able to do that after <clears throat> you know not winning, you know, I think I think it was last cross country season. I got a, a message from somebody, you know, commenting like, "Oh man, when when was the last time that the state champ was not a, a conference champ?" Uh, and I was thinking about it and, you know, it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen too often that the person who wins the state meet lost their conference meet the, uh, the week before. So for my second star, Jalen Ogle, Brady Corsmo, uh, sticking the course, uh, focusing on what they could control and coming away with those cross country titles. Yeah. And just the mental aspect too, for, you know, I don't know how old they are, 17, 18 year olds to bounce back is that's so good at that age i try to think about me as a head case uh my senior year i that would have been really hard yeah yeah if if you guys haven't listened to our our state champs interviews episodes with with brady and with jalen uh go give those a listen because they have some really good insight on how they kept centered how they kept focused and positive and and kind of the the tactics that they used to to stay mentally tough through, you know, the hardest part of the season. So real, real good uh, wisdom and advice for, for any 
any athlete or, or for anybody in any, any activity that you're, you're doing in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, those are some good second stars. And then just kind of fun too. like first uh, class A cross country champion for Watford city uh, with yeah. Jalen Ogle. So like neat for that. Cool for Brady that he's, you know, his brother, Sean's got a cross country title, a couple of them. And, you know, so now he does too. So that's, that's super cool that yeah. they get to share that. For sure. Yeah. I mean, Bismarck just keeps finding a way to produce, <clears throat> produce winners. Uh, I don't know if it's the hills or something in the water there, the coaching or, you know, what it is, but, you know, Brady joins, uh, you know, it, it's kind of both sides, you know, Jalen being the first from her school, Brady, you know, just another one of a long, long line of, of champions going all the way back to, do you remember his name, Ryan? I don't. I was going to ask if you did. I can't remember it either. Uh, Robert or uh, Rand. Uh, yeah. I said I would never forget. And look at me. What a hypocrite. Ryan, who do you got for your second star? The My second star goes to a team. Uh, we've talked about him a ton this season, but I think the more that I like sit and think about it, the more impressive it gets. But Bowman County, the dogs, they mm-hmm. were a class B team so dominant and i would have to pull up the tweet specifically but our good friend nate peterson uh had tweeted something along the lines of if like they had competed in the class a race they would have taken like third as a team something like that and just to be able to have that much depth for a small school with an enrollment of you know under 200 kids it just so wild the fact that you know, individual champ with Austin Warner, um, you know Caleb Sarsland, Taylor Warner, uh, those other guys that you know brought up four, five, six the whole season, just super, super impressive. And like I said, the more I sit and I think about it, the more I think that that Bowman team goes down as one of the best in Class B history. Because right. I mean, besides you know some of those new town teams with that really long run of uh, state titles that they had in like kind of the mid 2010s, you know, this is, this has to go down as yeah one of the best. Yeah. I mean, one, one of the lowest scoring championship teams, you know, in class B history uh, that, you know, you can't, you can't argue against that. So, and, and a one, two uh, punch up front. I mean, just, just really impressive. And yeah, man, I mean, you see all sorts of schools, you know, in any division, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's significantly harder to put together a really strong five uh, than it is say like four. There, there's a lot of teams that can put together like a pretty good four athletes to compete by the state meet, but to have that fifth, you know, or, and I mean, you can bring it back as far, you know, there's a lot of teams that have one good athlete. There's less teams that have two good athletes, but that's still pretty common. There's even less teams that have three, you know, all the way to to five and six, you know, and, you know, to have have that from a small sample size, uh, like you said, <clears throat> really impressive. Um, it's, it's a bit of, you know, an anomaly, I guess you could say, but um, – more than anything, it's a testament to the commitment of the athletes and the dedication because, you know, you can't just show up to the start line in cross country and be good. 
uh, especially you can't show up to the start line and <clears throat> have five or six athletes uh, on a team, you know, be good and show up on the day. So, um, you know, I think it was Austin one time. He, we were talking at the state track meet or something last year, and uh, he said something like, yeah, man, I mean, there's not a whole lot to do in Bowman, so that's all we really do is run. You know, so it's, you know, if that's – if boredom is what, you know, catapults you to success, then, man, I need to be bored more often. Yeah, you know, we need to do a deep dive episode into the history of Bowman County. Like, there's a reason they they are the self-proclaimed cross-country capital of the world. So, yeah, yeah. We'll all right. To get get a little uh, Nate Peterson from that on that. But, oh, for sure. All right, man. You ready to share your first star with us? Do you need a drum roll? Oh no, no drum roll, please. No, no, I can't take it. Too too much theatrics, Ryan. Uh, no, man, my uh. Are we good? Can you still hear me? I just got a notice that said my internet is unstable. Yeah, you're back now. You lagged pretty hard for a moment, but we got you just in time. Okay, sweet. Yeah, my my number one star, it was really easy for me. The NDSU women's cross-country team bringing home the Summit League title uh, for, you know, first time in a couple of years back on top um, is, you know, not only was it fun to be there, fun to watch, fun to commentate on – on that happening, but, uh, it's really cool to see the, the progression since, uh, you know, coach Newell got there and, you know, a lot of those, those girls, you know, went through the coaching change, you know, we're seeing success with, with Andrew and then, you know, maybe had a little bit of a tough time in, in the coaching transition, just expectations and how things are run. And, uh, but then just really kept, kept climbing and, you know, missed out on the, on the title by, by points last year, a point, I think, you know, last year, but we're able to get the job done this year. A uh, team that it has tons of uh, North Dakota uh, homegrown athletes. So um, that, that that's my number one, number one star. Dude. And let's just take a moment. Like, yes, a ton of North Dakota athletes, but all the people that NDSU has just signed eight in-state distance recruits. Now that doesn't count. Logan Arison, uh, who's going to be throwing the jab and some of the other implements, Jack Packer from Kindred, you know, all these guys that they've also signed that do, you know, field events or shorter distances or whatever. But like, we love to see the in-state kids staying here. And so that makes me really excited for the future. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was, if we were going all the way down to like uh, five or six stars, uh, the NDSU recruiting depth, uh, you know, is one of the one of the stars that I would have had. You know, it really kind of impressive what they've been able to assemble this uh, this recruiting season, and and it just seems like everybody, you know, everybody who's a senior and who you know ran well this season has signed for NDSU so far. So, um, you know, obviously on the men's side, where you know we saw pretty pretty stiff competition, uh, South Dakota State running really well. Um, St. Thomas right on the heels of NDSU, you know, UND, they, they put together their best team in, you know, in recent history, uh, some of the fastest times that they've ever ran on the cross country course. So, you know, the summit league is coming up, you know, you can't, you can't take a year off, you know, if you miss, miss a year, 
of, of getting some of those dogs in, in the recruiting class, uh, you're going to be behind the eight ball. So, you know, NDSU obviously doing what needs to be done to, to stay competitive and uh, happy to see that it's with the, with, with in-state people. You know, that, that, that's just an extra bonus, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, no knock on anybody that goes out of state, but it just feels like we can oh. keep better tabs on you guys when you stay here. So yeah, makes, yeah, makes yeah, our makes life so much easier. So much easier. Yeah. <clears throat> one, I'll, I'll say one final thing on the, on the NDSU women's uh, cross country team, you know, they, they got, got the trophy. They reached the summit. I know they were a little disappointed with the, the regional performance, you know, getting beat by South Dakota state and Nebraska just by a couple of points. Um, but I don't think, I don't think that takes away from, from the great season that they had uh, and, you know, extra fuel for the fire, I guess. So. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Ryan, give us, give us your number, your number one star of the cross country season. Dude. So I've, I've had to think about like how I'm going to phrase this um, exactly, but my number one star belongs to bison runners from grand forks yes let's go <laughs> yeah oh gosh bison runners okay. from grand forks so no bias um, whatsoever no bias whatsoever none none at all but no i mean when you look at jake arison and we'll have to post this photo at some point but when i was a senior in high school jake arison was a seventh grader <laughs> now we almost see eye to eye i still have a couple inches on him but there used to be about a foot and a half height difference uh at one point so i've watched jake progress all the way i've seen uh all of his peaks i've also seen a lot of the valleys that he's gone through and he has had quite the career at ndsu just couldn't catch a break for the longest time injured it was just a big development process for him um i think the thought was is he was always going to be a 8k 10k kind of guy and so now he's got that aerobic capacity the aerobic engine working in his favor and so you know goes out second team all summit league like let's go took 11th at the summer league championships had a decent region meet and i mean overall just a great season so that's point number one. Yeah. Point number two, Hunter McHenry, uh, freshman of the year. I guess the summer league calls it newcomer of the year for the top finishing true freshman. But he also just had a great season. I mean, you look at guys that come in and sometimes it takes a while to contribute and get used to making the big jump in mileage or get used to new workouts, whatever it might be. But I think you probably couldn't ask much more of Hunter McHenry, his freshman year of cross country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, just to have one, I mean, honestly, just to have one good race in the middle of a cross country season, your freshman year is a pretty impressive accomplishment, but to have more than one, you know, and to, and to do it well at the summit league cross country, uh, you know, the championship meet there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's not an easy feat for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we'll throw another one at Lexi Rail, um, another runner who I guess like, you know, being best buds with you, I've gotten to see her progressions over the year. And I feel like, you know, things are clicking for her now. She's running on all cylinders and 
had a good breakthrough in track last year and carried it over to cross country this fall. And so, yeah. And, you know, we've got some more Grand Forks runners that are going to end up as Bison. Jonah Dafo, one of those Bison commits. Um, you know, not a runner, but Logan Harrison, you know, going to be throwing the the shot and the disc and the jab, probably all of them for the Bison. So all in all, uh, we've kind of, now, can you could you say we started the pipeline to NDSU from Grand Forks, or who would you personally give that to? Oh, man. Well, you know, I was talking to another Bison commit, Quinn Rail, uh, my oh. brother's another Grand Forks guy, uh, about it a little bit. And the the first one that I remember, so Colin Parrish uh, was, uh, you know, a runner for Central. He would have been – he would have graduated the year before I was a seventh grader. He went to NDSU for, you know, two years, I think maybe. So if you, if you want to track it back, maybe there, because then there was like uh Quinn Bauman, right. Was he threw jab at NDSU. Uh, there was a couple other like, uh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So Kellen Platowski was a senior when we were freshmen. Yeah, uh, for Red River, and he did the multi for a couple of years. Quinn was probably the first guy. Quinn and Rachel Todd Hunter, both from Red River. Right. I think they probably would have been the first two to stick it out in quite a while. Now, obviously, there right. were guys, girls before them that um, that did all four years at NDSU, but I mean, it would have been a while since there was somebody that had gone the distance there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, you know, we can we're self centered podcasters, Ryan. So we could we can take credit. You know, it's our own show. We can say that that we we started the pipeline. But no, I, I do know what you're saying. Like, it does seem like there's been uh, kind of an increase in in runners, specifically distance runners. You know, from from Grand Forks, be it Central or Red River, that have ended up you know at. Uh, at uh, the school down south here in uh, in Fargo, so uh, really really cool to see, and you know, cool to see that you know it's been some success, you know, success that you know the people from the Forks have had success here in Fargo. So mm-hmm. uh, a little a little bit of a a miss on UND's part, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't I, I don't want to I don't want my my alma just because I went to NDSU, I don't want my bias to you know speak too loudly there. But yeah, your your bias is showing right now. So uh, yeah, yeah. How how is how is UND missing on all these all these you know good athletes? You know, straight right from right from their backyard. I don't know, man. I think that actually would be a great question for another episode. So I think that's where we we end it. Oh, okay. All right. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. All right. So with that being said, I think we're going to wrap up this episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. A little bit more just banter on this episode than straight numbers and facts. But as always, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate everything that uh, you guys do as listeners and supporters of the podcast. Thanks for buying merch from us. Thanks for the listens. Thanks for the downloads. I will say this. This is kind of fun. We have reached 10,000 downloads as a podcast. So that is a really cool milestone for something um, 
you know, that started off just as a passion project and is still a very much a passion project, but um, it's been fun to see the podcast grow in different ways. And we can't say thank you enough for 10,000 listens. And we hope that we can continue to keep trending up. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh man, Ryan, it's been a pleasure putting these episodes out with you and man loved connecting with all the, the fans uh, so far. And, uh, and uh, we just want to keep, keep uh, getting this to as many people uh, as we can who want to listen to it. So uh, a way that you guys could help us do that is to give us a five-star rating on Apple podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen in the Apple podcast reviews. We want to hear what your three stars of this cross country season were. Mm. So if you listen on Apple podcasts, Go give us a review and tell us what your three stars of this North Dakota cross country season were team individual, what event, you know, anything, what were, what were your three highlights uh, that uh, really help us uh, grow the podcast? Yeah. Great. 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 We love it. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you soon.